I'll say kick it and you just kick it, all right? Just kick it. One, two, and kick it. Ah, I don't know. Okay, I uh, want to talk about how you're now coming down with a sickness. Down and, with the sickness. And I want to say that I will not receive your sickness. <laughs> sure, do that all you want. Sure, we sit a foot and a half away from each other all day, day in, day out. Guess what? I'm putting this out into the universe mm. that I am a Viking and I won't receive your sickness. John Williams was sick last week. Now you're sick. Guess what? I'm too strong for that. Mm. I eat too many vegetables. I'm made of green energy. I stir MCT oil in my That's coffee bull every honky. day. That doesn't mean anything. What's bull honky? MTC oil. MCT. It's just $20 MCT oil. oil that you put in your coffee and it makes weird pools. It looks like the spotted lake in the Okanagan. No, 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 yeah, no, 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 like. no, 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 I feel like a poop. Yeah, you look yeah. like a poop. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> it's um, uh, very telling that you haven't taken your jacket or toque off all day today. I have not. We had people come in and we talked with them and like had an interview session and I was like bundled up. Mm-hmm. Pretending that I wasn't sick though because I didn't want them to get mad at me for being sick at work. Right. Um, and I also appreciated how much sway I feel like I have over you because you at one point in the show you were like, okay, now I'm sweating. <laughs> and I was like, jacket on sweat it through <laughs> and you did i did well that sounded like like it made sense to sweat it out just like keep it in and let your body get really warm and kill the things mm-hmm. i don't know well listen feel better okay thanks and that's one thing you should listen for on this podcast is jenny getting progressively sicker <laughs> as the week progresses yeah that's yeah. fun that's a fun game yeah so thanks for listening thanks. And please enjoy this week's bj party yeah So yesterday, um, mm. <laughs> my uh, Twitter and internet were blowing up because uh, Scott uh, Moyer and Tessa Virtue won gold for Canada, but they did it by doing love on the ice. Mm. They did love by figure skating, mm-hmm. which is a more passionate way of love. Okay. Okay. If I'm, I just, well, again, I read all this information from the internet, so, I, so this is how I gleaned it, is that they did so much love on the ice, they won a gold medal for it, and the entire world is Canadian now, and also we're all pregnant. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow, that was quick. I yeah. know. Wow, right? that can happen that, really quickly. Because yeah. they did so much love on the ice yesterday. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they're in love? No. No, not They are not. No, yeah. they're not, but... That's what I thought everyone was talking about. They're like, they must be in love. They must be right. in love. They're figure skaters. They do a love dance together. They right. must be in love. That's right. <sighs> but they're not. They're not. Their mouths never touch. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm looking at a still right now of their, like, passionate ice dance. Their mouths are, like, this close to each other, but they're not touching. Okay. So, <laughs> they're not in love. And everyone's kind of disappointed about this. But, you know, this is something that we deal with all the time, right? All the time. That's why there were sighs earlier. (laughs) Is that people can't handle it when two people, you know, have the the chemistry on the ice in a room yakking at each other. And they just think, oh, they must be in love, right? Mm -hmm. People say that to you, that we're in love, that you and me are in love? Yeah, they they asked if we were married. That's happened. If they're boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. I've been asked, Jenny, why are you always flirting? Why are you always flirting? Yeah, you never flirt. I don't think I, I think I do the opposite of that. Yes. Uh, you have never batted so much as batted an eyelash at me. No. And nor I you. Yeah. 
but people just want to think that. Whenever there's two people and they just are like, oh, I'm imagining them in love. It's this amazing thing that two people from the opposite sex can right. do work together. Yes. And be really good at it. Like these two, yeah. Tessa and, and Scott, be incredible and have chemistry because it's their job and they're performing. Their job is to perform mm -hmm. and to tell a story mm -hmm. that they are not in love. It is possible. But I think they just want them to be in love. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but for good for them yeah. and uh, good for them for uh, doing an almost kiss but not a kiss. And they definitely deserved a gold medal for doing that much love on the ice. Heck yeah. Today in the afternoon zone, oh no, it looks like Paul Plastino has turned into a Canada goose. What's that? It, it happened during the hockey game last night. You're saying that you're feeling extra Canadian because of all the snow that just whisked over Victoria? And then you were filled with patriotism because of the women's hockey team? Oh, and that, that Scott Moyer guy getting all drunk and excited and passionate over hockey? Oh yeah, that probably did it. Um, you were showing me this really cool thing on Twitter that's going on that we are part of Canada. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, it was adorable. So there's this hashtag going on called Canada Chat where all the tourism companies have taken to Twitter to show off where they're, you know, they're from. Mm -hmm. So, for example, um, Tourism Victoria is just like, hello from Victoria, BC. Where is everybody tweeting from today? And then posting photos of, you know, the current state of Victoria. Yeah. Um, you know, nice little pictures of the Craig Doric Castle and things like that. And the one that really struck out to me was uh, in Whitehorse. They said that apparently when it gets extra cold, they give you an automatic discount on your coffee. Really? I think it might just be a few different places, but the minus 30 discount. So you get 30 <laughs> cents off your coffee or espresso, anything warm when you go into that coffee shop. I think that's a fantastic idea for any Victoria coffee shops mm -hmm. right now. If you really want to, you know, it's like do the snow thing. Here's the other thing, too. It's like, yes, it's snowing right now, but it never snows here. Yeah. Practically. <laughs> so you should rock that. That'd be so good. I'd go out and get a cheap coffee for that. Mm -hmm. But it'd be cool to, to hear where zoners are listening right now because I, I know you can listen, obviously, in Victoria, Greater Victoria, but beyond that, you can listen to us anywhere online. Yes. So if you are listening somewhere in Canada, let's out do our own little Canada chat. Yeah. Where are you listening from right now? And what's going on there? Because here, it's snowing and we're begging for cheap coffee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got a text message from Lucas, who's listening in Port Angeles, heading on the boat right now to do some oyster farming, and it's snowing there as well. Nice. That's awesome. We <laughs> yeah. knew there's lots of, you know, zoners down over the water there. Um, but get this. Taylor writes, uh, listening from Calgary. My parents still live on the island, but they send me photos every time they get snow in Comox, and I have to act like it's really cool and exciting, even though I'm sick of the snow <laughs> out here. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah. We get very <laughs> excited over the smallest <laughs> amount of snow. Mm-hmm. Expecting that today. It's sticking outside, you guys. It's dusting us. Yes. Um, Steve is listening in from Toronto right now. It's wet and four degrees today. It was 14 degrees yesterday in Toronto. This isn't normal for them at I'm all. Kidding. A lot of flooding close to Toronto as well. Oh, in, is that right? Um, Brantford, Ontario. Um, and then Garrett writes in. He's listening from uh, Ryder Lake, which is out kind of near Chilliwack on the mainland. He says, listen to you religiously. Nice. Oh, so nice. Thank you. Bless you. I will religiously bless you now. Bless you, my son. <laughs> I don't think you have the power to do that. Oh, call. yes, I do. <laughs> I don't know oh, about yes. that. <laughs> light, a, light a candle for us, Garrett, and we will bless you, my son. Uh, this is the nicest thing. We just got a really nice poem in. Yeah. Do you want to go ahead and read it? Are you have a good poem reading no, voice? No, you do. No. I no. think you go into your soft voice. Mm. 
sensitive ball time. Yep. Okay. All right. There this we go. A really nice poem we've got. I wish there was a name on it so we can give a proper credit where it's due, but shout out to Victoria. Oh, Victoria, you contradictory beauty. All year to wait for your cherry blossoms to grow, just days later to be covered in snow. Your dafts and your croaks dare to show their face just to be smothered by your powdery embrace. This is not a gripe, a complaint, nor a groan. Such a beautiful oddity, this city we call our own. Make no mistake, zoners far and near. I'm in love with you, Vic, any time of year. Yeah, wow. That was beautiful. That was really, really good. Yeah, <laughs> not often we get poems. I know. So I'm glad the snow inspired that today. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks ago, I told you that my favorite story that's ever happened to me is I went into uh, KFC, Mm-hmm. And it was a little later at night, and they were running low on chicken, and they had they said six pieces left, and so I said, okay, well that's fine, I'll I'll take those six pieces, and then two other people came in, you know, in, in succession, and the people working at the KFC went like this, sorry, we're all out of chicken. This guy ate all the chicken. <laughs> this guy just took all we had left, which made me feel like. Okay, you could just say that you ran out of chicken for the night. Yeah. Why do you have to make it look like I ate a KFC completely out of chicken? There's a story right now that in the UK, did you see this? Mm-hmm. They're closing down hundreds of KFCs because there's a chicken shortage, actually, <laughs> in the United Kingdom. I was very concerned that, like, in the byline of the story, it was going to be like, Paul Blastino <laughs> ate the United Kingdom out of chicken. Some fat idiot in Victoria ate all our chicken. It's his fault. It's his fault. I thought of you when I read that story oh, as well. Be like, oh, way to go, Paul. Always eat all the chicken. You're dumb. So uh, I want you to know that I haven't eaten any of KFC's delicious fried bird since that time. Uh, but I think I'm due. It was only six pieces. Yeah. I can't believe that they're running out of chicken in the United States. That's Kingdom. unreal. That's insane to me. There's so many chickens. There's like, when they do a chicken head count of the world of chicken, <laughs> there's like billions and billions of chickens. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on over there. I don't know what's going on either. We're just talking about that website, screamintothevoid.com, because I was about to write a, a nasty little aside comment on Facebook, and I was like, you know, you know what? I pride myself on being generally positive online. Look, it, don't get me wrong. I'm you critical have- about things that I think, you know, we should change or ways to better ourselves as a humanity and society. But I don't need to go online and get into fights about it. Yeah. You right? go into a radio and yell it at people. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, there's a website screaming to the void. So I said, so I wrote out a nasty thing. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, do I need to say this? This is mean. And I copied and pasted it into ScreamIntoTheVoid.com, and I did that instead. Did it feel good? Yeah, it felt good. Feel satisfied? Yeah, it feels good. Do you see the words get sucked into space? Can you do that sound effect? How, what the sound does it make? It actually screams for you into the void, right? Yeah, definitely. So if I want to write something like... Say something um, mean about me. Okay. I'm not going to say what it is. Okay. Did you hear that? Yeah. Oh, shoot. And then, uh, and then you just hit scream. And it gets screamed into the void. void, Yeah. And I was saying it would be pretty cool to have the void. Like you can actually go into the void and just have a whole bunch of anonymous messages. And just read what people have screamed into the void. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever see art projects like that? That's like people like write out 
anonymous confessions and stuff, mm-hmm. and then they like put them all up in an art museum. Oh. And you can read like people's deepest, darkest secrets. Cool. It's pretty intense. On Twitter and all over the internet, it's becoming really popular that people are giving up plastic for Lent, which yeah, I thought was really interesting and such a great movement. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, they're using the hashtag plastic free Lent. And yeah, people are just yeah trying to cut plastic completely out of their lives for 40 days and seeing if it's possible. And a lot of them are finding that it's very, very challenging. I'll bet. Um, I mean, if you think about it, like what do you buy your pasta in? It's usually a plastic bag. Sure. Um, yeah, just any kind of food product you get from uh, the grocery store is usually in some sort of plastic or has plastic involved in making it as well. So yeah. uh, it's kind of a, a neat challenge and makes me want to do that as well. I'm trying to think. I'm racking my brain right now. If I were to go to the grocery store and try and pick up some dinner tonight, mm-hmm. yeah, like fruit. Yeah, fruit. You'd have to grab like just fruit, but not put it in a bag. Yeah, bring your own reusable bulk bags. Yeah. You could get like, you can get pasta in bulk. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Grains yeah, yeah. in bulk. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Um, how about I go to the deli? They usually put it in a plastic bag. Can I just tell them not to? It's like, put it in my hand, please. Yeah, put that T-bone. <laughs> wow, they have like that paper, that like wax paper. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, it would be difficult because so much packaged stuff just goes for it. But I think that if you were shopping that way where like, uh, you know what you're supposed to do, right? When you go to the grocery store, stay to the perimeter. Mm-hmm. That's where all the non-processed, not ultra-packaged stuff is around the perimeter. That's where the deli is. That's where the fruit section is. That's where the dairy is, right? Mm-hmm. If you were to do that, if you like were kind of thinking about it, you could ask for or make sure that it didn't come in plastic. It doesn't seem that undoable. Mm-hmm. We could do away with plastic maybe pretty easily, if not for all these people that, you know, there are these places or companies that just crammed everything into plastic all the time. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a neat thing because a lot of the time for Lent, you hear people giving up sugar, things for sure, themselves, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but to kind of give, take that and give back to the environment, I think it's a pretty sweet idea. Love it. Um, and you don't have to do that for Lent for religious purposes. You can, of course, but um, it could be a cool challenge to do for yourself. Um, are you reading this story now too that I was yapping about? Yeah. So I love this thing. It's uh, Jeff Bezos, who's uh, the most richest billionaire on planet Earth. What do you do when you get all the money on God's green earth? What do you do with it? And one of the, the investments that he's made is he's bought or bought into the 10,000 year clock. It's a giant clock inside of a mountain inside of Texas. So they had to buy the mountain first, probably, right? <laughs> yeah, likely. Just <laughs> casually buy a mountain. <laughs> yes. Uh, he paid $42 million on it. It's uh, 500 feet tall, and it's the 10,000-year clock. So the the hand only moves, I think, something like once per year. Okay. And <laughs> I think it's like every thousand years, it makes a cuckoo. <laughs> cool. I just love it. So stupid, right? I yeah. I mean, it is like it's silly, but I think it's one of those things that people will probably plan trips around. Like people will go to Texas mm-hmm. to this mountain, especially on that thousand year mark, mm-hmm. to see it cuckoo. It'll be a huge thing. I am thinking about it now, planning my trip around. Okay, number one, I have to do the math and if I'll be alive in a thousand years, and then number two, if I can drive out to the middle of the desert in this mountain. Because, yeah. um, by the way, it's like hours and hours away from any the nearest uh, airport. Oh, okay. So even if you fly to Texas, 
um, it uh, you still like a drive out into the desert, like hours away. It's going to be some sort of like Burning Man festival surrounding yes. us. I bet oh, you anything. They'll have completely. like a festival around the cuckooing time. Yes. Can I just wrap up this hot clock talk from today? Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is one of those things where I just like come in and I'm so excited. I'm like, Jen, clocks. And you're just like, I am bored of this already before it's begun. Mm-hmm. My eyes are glazing over. But that's okay. You're passionate about clocks. Okay. Um, it all comes from this a story about uh, Jeff Bezos, who's the Amazon gajillionaire, helped build a 500-foot clock inside of a mountain in Texas that its uh, hands move once every 100 years. Every 1,000 years, it does a cuckoo, and that's it. And it's not even a tourist attraction because it's a several-hour drive from the nearest airport. That's it. Spot a clock in a mountain. Mm-hmm. What is the point of that, he says, is that it's a symbol of thinking for the future. Mm. So he'll never be able to hear it cuckoo, but future generations will. Right. What's that saying? That the wise man plants a tree he'll never sit in the shade of, right? Mm. So people will remember him forever when they hear a cuckoo. And what was like, what was that? It came from the mountain. Oh, well, right? That actually, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's okay. cool. Yeah. So it just made me think too, like timepieces are a neat thing. Um, and I like them. People have cool timepieces in their house. So people are sending us really cool pictures of their timepieces. One of the, one of them has uh, the Salvador Dali style that looks like it's melting off of the guy's shelf. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Oh, this one's pretty cool. It's a Elvis clock <laughs> with a, it's like in the shape of a guitar. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. One has been made out of an old wagon wheel. Nice. We got sent a picture of that classic, like that wood, you know, like a live edge wood that's been like super duper stained. Mm-hmm. And so it's all glossy and it's got a clock on it. I think those are cool. Now we're going to try and keep clocks alive by talking about it on the radio. Clocks. Hot clock talk. Mm-hmm. So look, we'll put this to bed for now, okay? Because I can tell you're so bored of the story. And I am interested in clocks. And for others who are interested in cool clocks, I'm going to do a face or a, uh, a blog post on the Zones website. Nice. And collect all the clock pictures and put it there. And you take a stroll through clock land. And I promise this is the last time I'll say clock today. Okay. If I say the time, I'll just say it's like, oh, it's three bells. <laughs> okay? Promise. A new survey has found that residents using regional parks and trails would like to see less dirt bikes, off-leash dogs, and smoking on the trails. And this is terrible news for the coolest dog ever. Just imagine that cool, sweet dirt bike and dog smoking a dart. I love that guy. Not on a leash. What a good, <laughs> cool guy. Yeah, good covers. Now, this is a very complicated story. A lot of ins, a lot of outs. But mm-hmm. tr- like trying to explain to me, as cat lovers, we both were just like shook by yeah. this. Yeah. A family in Duncan, they are related to a woman who has dementia. And um, they're in a, a private facility like a care home Mm -hmm. and the cat wasn't allowed at the care home at first Um, they had to go through all these different you know loops uh, for a year and a half you know talking about you know who's gonna uh, take care of the cat's hygiene if we allow the cat in here Uh, we need you know your your vet history we need doctor's notices we need to make sure that the cat is going to be okay living in the facility uh, with this woman but they figured that all out they figured it out it took about a year and a half um, a day after the reunion of Snoop, the cat, and the woman, they replaced the cat with a robot cat. The people at the care home. The people at the care home took the cat
cat away and replaced it with a robot cat. And do we still know what happened to the original real cat? In all the stories that I've heard, there hasn't been any details, but I'm assuming maybe they gave the cat back to um, the family members. That's what I'm thinking, but we Mm. don't know for sure. Hopefully. But But whatever the case may be is they took the real cat away and put mm, in a robot cat. A robot cat. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Quite the story, right? That (laughs) would be heartbreaking. That is. Um, And now I'm looking into these robot cats. I'm like, is this a normal thing? Like, who just has robot cats flying around? Apparently there is a like a, a tool that they use for dementia and it is a robot cat that purrs and um, you, you know moves when you pet it right. and like reacts to pets and cuddles and things like that. So they <laughs> use that for dementia patients who can't take care of cats. I wasn't convinced. I was reading about it. I was just like, come on. Cats pretty much take care of themselves. <laughs> Especially like you've got a kitten. That's a lot of, oh, yeah. that's a lot of work. But I mean, if you work. get a little bit of an older cat, you know, and team them up with these people, even if they do have dementia, but if they are in these assisted facilities... You know, the cat can be taken care of. It's not too much work. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of company and it really like helps these people. But apparently the robot cats also do this. Mm-hmm. For people with enough dementia, they, they pet it, they talk to it. It's like a real cat and it's less moody, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. But also, you know, it's just like it's just there. And they don't have to worry about it too much and it's just there. So as much as I would love every like SPCA cat who needs a home to be hooked up with like every... Um, you know, assisted care, living, elderly mm. person who just needs a little bit of company. The robot cats are not a bad thing. Yeah, but that should have been something they discussed and not just sneakily switch the cat out for a robot cat one in day. This case, that would be terrifying. Yeah, in this, <laughs> yeah, in this case, this seems like a little Especially bit for someone who has dementia as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The Afternoon Zone with Paul and Jenny. Hi there. I heard you talking about people with dementia and I actually worked in a in a facility for people with dementia and just wanted to say that the uh, the robot cat thing actually worked quite well. Yeah. Yeah. This is what I hear, but you've got firsthand experience with the robot cats? I sure do. And people there was one person in particular who just loved it. Like it pets and it purrs and it responds to people, so that's wow. awesome. I have to wonder, um, with that cat, with that woman, it might have been in the cat's best interest not to be with her if she didn't mm. recognize it anymore or a whole bunch of things. But. Yeah, that's interesting. That's why I kind of was, you know, easing up on it too. It's like, this is a living thing after all. The cat just can't be, you know, if it can't be taken care of properly, then it's better to just be a robot. You just never know. Yeah. yeah. So these people with the robot cats then, do they think it's a real cat or are they kind of quite aware that it's not real, but that's still cool? It's hard to tell because people don't necessarily communicate in the same way anymore. But Mm. what I can see from the person is that they're comforted by the cat and interact with it in a way that looks like they think it's real. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Kelly, thank you so much for calling this information in. This is really neat. Yeah, no worries. Mm -hmm. And thanks for listening and have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, now, Jen, you came in today with uh, just a spark in your heart and a sparkle in your eyes mm-hmm. um, for the phrase. Let's play some basketball. Hey, let's play some basketball. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so over the weekend, I guess, or in the last few days, um, everyone was talking about how terrible Fergie's national anthem singing was. Yeah. And yeah, it was different. It was, it probably didn't go all the way according to plan, didn't turn out as well as she had hoped it would. Mm. It was, it was weird. But I think the most cringy part was when she stopped and screamed, let's play some basketball. Let's play some basketball! <laughs> I just find it so cringy. 
And now whenever I do something embarrassing or mess up, I just want to scream, <laughs> let's, let's play some basketball. Well, what happened there was like uh, after, yeah, the weirdest national anthem singing. Yeah. You know, this like weird, sexy jazz rendition. Then she all of a sudden embodied like every dopey idiot in the crowd who then yells. Because <laughs> yeah. there's always one or two dopey idiots who feel like it's their job to yell mm-hmm. at the end of the anthem. I don't know why. Whether it's just a big woo or they're like play ball or whatever it is, right? But she became that. Yeah. And it was this weird confidence. I don't know where it came from, but this is my favorite part for sure. I think we all need a little more of this. Let's play some basketball! <laughs> In our own hearts, right? As we so. go through life. I agree. <laughs> so you kind of like this because I kind of like it too. Mm-hmm. This uh, young woman who went to the Olympics not being very good as a skier. Uh, she's 33-year-olds, Elizabeth Swanee, competing for Hungary, finished last in the women's half by event of the Winter Olympics, and she does no tricks, and she just is kind of very average at doing the skiing. Mm-hmm. But not even that bad. I think probably better than the average person. Oh, yeah. But just she's not nearly as good as the real Olympic athletes. Yeah, uh, like dropping into a half pipe is scary. I've done right, it before, yeah. and it's really oh, it's terrifying. I was screaming the whole time. <laughs> it's like yeah, How you think you're gonna it? die. <laughs> How could you possibly do it and scream at the same time? Ah, like that. It's simple. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, there's a loophole mm-hmm. in the qualifying system where it's like if you can just get through the track without falling. You're going to be qualified. Yeah, because there's not that many people who compete at the World Cup or the World Championships or all these qualifying events to get to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So as long as she doesn't crash, she doesn't come in last. Mm-hmm. And she exploited this loophole all the way to the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. It was her dream to get to the Olympics, and she did it. I love it. I mean, one day I hope to be curmudgeonly old man who's like, she's wasting everyone's time. But for right now, I've still got enough hope and optimism in my heart. That I love that she exploited this loophole and is just out there having fun. Mm-hmm. What do we say every Olympics since the internet was invented? There should be an average person of average skill out there to just show us, for perspective, how good the rest of the athletes are. Yeah. We get so bored watching these Olympics. Oh, it's always the same thing. We forget how incredible their, their talents are. Yeah. Okay, now we watch Miss Swanee over here and we see that we couldn't even do that. I think it's better. Yeah. I like that she's there. In that case, she's at least made that dream come true, mm-hmm. that we see an average person on these tracks. Um, so good for her. Yeah, and I love the confidence at the end of the, the run as well. She's just celebrating so hard, like, <laughs> yes, I did it. Everyone's kind of like looking at each other, like, what? Just, why is she celebrating this? She didn't do a single trick. Because she's not that good and she's at the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. And once, you know, she gets back to the dorms and all that, she's just another Olympic athlete. Yeah. Just Partying and having a good time, <laughs> carrying on with the rest of them. Most people don't have medals around their necks. All right, well, we're still here for a good time. Yeah, that's a party. I'm just smiling because we wanted to talk about this story today about... <laughs> but I just... I love the way that, you know, grumpy old news organizations are reporting it. Oh, yes. Um, like, here's the headline. Millennials are using avocados to propose to their partners. Oh, my gosh. Like, they're mad at millennials or young people from doing such a thing. Anytime I eat avocados in this building, I'm always told that I am a millennial. Why? (laughs) And that I'm broke. So. That you shouldn't be eating the avocado. You should be saving that avocado money to buy a house. Yeah. You know what's so interesting is when I was little, 
I would get avocados in my in my lunch, and people would make fun of me because no one knew what an avocado was. Wow. And it was weird to just eat it out of its, you know, skin. Is that what you would do? I, yeah, I would cut it open, put some pepper on it, and eat it. Wow. And people would just make fun of me in elementary school, so I stopped even eating avocados. No. And now if you're not seen with an avocado as a kid, they're going to make fun of you. Be like, oh, you don't have an avocado in your lunch? <laughs> you, I feel we're yeah. quite ahead of the curve on that one because like now we just all know that avocados are so great and the greatest thing they're pretty cheap and they yeah. fill you up pretty good they're good yeah. for you full of Why good fats it? and you know yeah. yeah they're really really supposed to be good for you um so this is uh, i guess for all those reasons um someone noticed that if you take out the what is that the seed or the nut the pit yeah the pit and the avocado makes a perfectly good little i'm thinking more of like from a Stay away from the meme of it or like the silliness or whatever, or the, what it means to be a millennial because you love avocado, whatever. If you're proposing on a picnic, let's say, as a guy, like you can't just have this bulky little box with you, right? Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be a secret, but you can hollow out an avocado, right? Put the ring in there. It's just an avocado. It's a genius. It's quite, yeah, it's quite ingenious. What a is. surprise. Instead of putting it in a burger or something like that, some people do. <laughs> do they? Yeah, people hide it everywhere. <laughs> so, millennials, these idiots, <laughs> are proposing with avocados. I love it. It's nature's jewelry box full of delicious. Um, good for them. This is Quarter to News in the Afternoon Zone. Here's Jenny West. British Columbia's NDP government is using its first full budget to try to ease the province's housing crisis. The plan introduced today includes a new tax on property speculators and higher taxes on foreign home buyers. It also aims to create more than 100,000 affordable housing units over the next decade. Finance Minister Carol James says the measures are aimed at improving affordability. Oh, boy. Can you imagine if there was nothing just about housing? <laughs> They're just like, oh, we're just going to forget about it. We're giving up on this one. Yeah. Um, there was a major bump in funding for affordable housing in B.C. and a vow to improve protections for tenants uh, that were included in the budget. But remember they were talking about a $400 rebate for renters? Yes. That was not in the budget. Oh. So. Mm -hmm. Just forgetting about that. That's right. Uh, but they do want to uh, stabilize the real estate market crack down on fraud and close loopholes um, as a part part of this like broader thing to make more affordable homes. I was hearing a thing too, though, that they really want to focus up on, you know, the population is changing. was in like the 60s and 70s that you had a bunch of these families that wanted a big house to live in. And now, number one, our population is aging a little bit. So you get these people we're getting older and maybe there's only one or two of them, empty nesters or just like, you know, widow or widowers who just kind of live alone, older population. And then there's a lot of, you know, our generation. So there's two of us. You and I are like this. No kids. Mm -hmm. Right. So these are the demographics that are growing. And those like families, those big families wanting big houses are kind of shrinking. Right. So we have all these houses that are like so big and unaffordable. And so one of the things they want to think about doing, which I think is really neat, is getting in there getting these and they're like nice character houses and sweeten them. Yeah. Right? Those are my favorite kind of apartments too. The ones that yeah, <sighs> used to be someone's mansion and yes. now are home to 12 different people. Yeah. It's great. My favorite place I ever lived in Victoria was in Fernwood and it was that. I can't believe we found it and we snagged it, but it was mm -hmm. the top floor of this beautiful old house overlooking a park. It was the greatest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was like four other couples living, all, you know, it's like it felt very apartment-y though. 
because you know, it, was, it had been done properly with different entrances and obviously you get your own bathroom and everything because there's those places too where like maybe share a bathroom. That's not so yeah. good. But uh, right, it had been suited nicely and I love living there and I think that's a really nice idea because the character of these houses in the neighborhoods are lovely. Absolutely, yeah. We don't want to lose any of those, no. especially here in Victoria. We have some of the most beautiful houses here. And it seems like every time we do lose one, they slap up one of those weird box houses that's just like a rectangle come to life. Yeah, super like, modern and out of oh, place. Oh, I hate it so yeah. much. I hate those. Um, but uh, so that's one idea. And the other idea they were talking about that I heard, everyone just please write me a letter saying, hey, you're a genius, <laughs> is hooking people up who live alone who maybe want to live together. So like do you a remember? matchmaker? Yes. <laughs> honestly. And, uh, there, you know, I was talking about this forever ago. Wouldn't you love to live with your grandma? All right. Well, then live with someone else's grandma. Like make a, a roommate dating app almost. Yes. Right. It's like, and it's mostly for older people. It's like maybe they live alone and they don't want to and they don't mm -hmm. want to rattle around in this old house, but they don't want, don't want to go live in a nursing home or whatever. Mm -hmm. Get them in a house with other people, hook them up with other either elderly people or even throw a college student in there, whatever. Could get a Grace and Frankie situation going on there. That's my dream in my life. <laughs> yeah. Sounds pretty good. Grace and Frankie is a show on Netflix. You should check it out if you don't mm -hmm. get that reference. It's a good show. It's a great show, yeah. A small item in the provincial budget means drivers will have to pay a little bit more at the gas pump in Greater Victoria. The province is granting the Victoria Regional Transit Commission's request to implement a two-cent gas tax increase. So the tax increase will be implemented on April 1st, and it's expected to bring around $7 million that will be used for transit funding. I'm just doing the math. <clears throat> if I just put those two cents in a bank account, mm -hmm. high interest, of course, how long <laughs> I'd have to save up before I just got a Tesla instead. <laughs> Let me know how that goes. Thanks. The heated dispute between British Columbia and Alberta appears to be cooling off finally. Premier John Horgan says the government is filing a constitutional reference case on the issue. And Alberta Premier Rachel Notley has lifted the ban on imports of BC wine in response to Horgan's announcement. Well, yes, that's what we wanted. <laughs> U.S. President Donald Trump is endorsing a higher minimum age for buying certain rifles as well as tighter background checks for purchasers. That comes after speaking with students affected by the school shootings in Florida. The NRA issued a statement saying raising the age would violate the constitutional rights of 18 to 20-year-olds. This was hard about the NRA. It's just like... You can't even have a conversation. Anything mm -hmm. that maybe sounds like a reasonable idea, it's like won't even be entertained because yeah. that's what they do is they just are like, nope, 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 nope. If it means fewer guns, then nope. That's not, they're not interested in even entertaining something that seems reasonable like that. Yeah. And that's just like, okay, well, this isn't a conversation then. Yeah. It's like banging your head against the wall. I heard the guy talking the head of the NRA today and it's just like, I, you know, I can't believe the things they tell themselves mm -hmm. The things that they put out there, the absolute like just nonsense, yeah. just that it defies all logic, all kind of rational and critical thinking. It's just like, nope, it's just guns. Yeah. That's all. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. 
A dunking couple uh, apparently adopted a pig from the SBCA Cowichan and District Branch, and it was reported that they slaughtered and ate it after finding out that they could not properly care for it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, the RCMP <laughs> have said they are not investigating the couple who adopted the pig because it is not an illegal act in Canada to kill and eat, even if it is adopted as a pet. That's so weird, right? You know mm. what this story does is like really make you grapple with your own food morality. Right. Right? Because I've eaten over my lifetime 100,000 pigs. Yeah. Right? So, but now I'm sad that a pet pig that was loved, they didn't know what to do with it. So they're like, oh, you know what you do with pigs? Eat them. Yeah. Should I, yeah. Do I feel bad for this pig? Was it, maybe this pig was killed in a more humane way than usual food pigs. Mm. Maybe it's more, it would be wasteful to throw it away or just bury it or give it like a Viking funeral. Like weird though, right? Weird. Weird yeah. how we're able to draw these like moral lines mm -hmm. and just, we can just like do it like a, like a back of a menu scribble map maze mm -hmm. where we draw the line of what's food and what isn't. Mm -hmm. uh, Alex says uh, bacon is expensive, guys. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. Uh, uh, and you know, I mean, <laughs> just, like there's easier ways to get pig meat. Yeah. I love sausage. It's one of my favorite foods sausage delicious it's just easier to go to the supermarket and pick it up but there is a kind of a you know thinking where you should kill the animal and eat it yourself maybe one time just to like get your mind into what you're doing you know there's such a disconnect between you know you're eating this food day in day out it's a meat it's the flesh of an animal you just your brain totally disconnects from you know something did have to die for this mm -hmm. you know maybe once in your life you should have to go and look an animal right in the face and be like sorry squiggy and then knife it oh my or whatever God. Yeah. you do, right? Yeah. So there's that. So I get that a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, Courtney says, uh, if they paid for it, it's their pig. No, no, it's none of anyone's business. Yeah. Pigs are for eating. Just because you think it's cute doesn't make it less edible. Right. Just maybe like don't get it from an SPCA. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only thing. That's the only thing. I was like, why would you get it from an SPCA? Just go buy it. You could probably get it cheaper. Didn't have to jump through all these hoops in order to adopt it. It does feel a little dishonest, right? It's weird. It, it does feel yeah, a little and dishonest. Like, I feel bad for the people who work at the SPCA because they got it that pig from a hoarding case. Oh, and no. And then they nursed it back to health. Oh. And like they're like, oh, she's doing so great. It got adopted and then, bye. It does. It is one extreme to the other, right? It's yeah. like, uh, no, it's going to be allowed to sleep in the bed with us. It's going to sleep <laughs> in. It's gonna, we're going to pick up its poop, of course. We got special bags. And, and yeah, it's gonna, we're going to love it so much it's going to sleep in the bed with us. Which I suppose it did for one night in their tummies. Mm. Yeah. All right. Hard story. And the city of Victoria canceled their emergency preparedness event at City Hall last night because of the snow, which is, uh, yeah. The irony in that is amazing. <laughs> I love that. Uh, the hardest hit areas in Greater Victoria um, had between 6 and 10 centimeters of snow last night. Oh, this is, oh, I remember being so afraid of this as a kid. Officials at Vancouver International Airport say they are investigating after a two-year-old boy suffered a broken leg when his foot became trapped in an escalator. No! Yeah, nightmares. Poor little buddy. Oh. 
Andrea Diachuk of Calgary says when she was holding her son Julian's hand as they rode down the escalator, uh, the toe of his boot got stuck and the leg got twisted. And uh, someone stopped the escalator and Andrea managed to free her son by cutting the boot off with some scissors. But man, that's tragic. That's so scary. That is terrifying. It would take me like five minutes to walk onto an escalator as a kid. And I I remember having tantrums and being afraid and Mm -hmm. making my mom pick me up to do it (laughs) because I was so afraid of it. I remember one time um, I was shopping with my mom and a friend of hers and they got on the elevator and I hesitated. Mm-hmm. I was like, Ugh, and I just stood back. I was a little kid, right? And uh, they just went went on down the escalator. Yeah. I was like, and I was all scared. And a kindly man came and was like, it's okay, little boy, and helped oh. me on the elevator. <laughs> yeah. Why do they have those like claw teeth and the glowing green where it really looks like we couldn't figure out a way to make this escalator work unless we employed... Uh, demonic power of underworld. <laughs> the underworld is why it glows green in these teeth and it feeds on the flesh of the innocent. It's got a demonic hum as well. Yes. Yeah. Why? I feel like we could probably find something better. You know, something that shoelaces don't get caught in. There's got to be a better way for these yeah. escalators. Okay, here's the t- tricks to escalators. Let's keep it moving. Okay. Okay. All right. H- heads up. Be alert. Stay safe. Make sure your shoes are tied or else wear loafers and keep moving. <laughs> Walk up an escalator and then be ready to go. And have your eye on those scary teeth at the end and you'd make the move. And you step over it. You don't just let life carry you to your death. Oh, my gosh. Okay? Well, That's what it is. Keep moving. Right. That's good advice for life. Thanks for listening to the PJ Party this week. Yeah, I hope you liked it. And if you like it, then you should listen as well to our show today. Yeah, good. Today. It's on today. It's not on today. Maybe it is, depending on the day they listen. Hey, it's weekdays, which is during the week, Monday to Friday, Mm -hmm. from 2 o'clock until 6 o'clock on The Zone at Mm 91.3. And uh, if you have any... Thing you want to chime in, uh, feel free to do that. You can uh, email us. Uh, Paul at thezone.fm, Jenny at thezone.fm. Email us. Yeah. Jen, take some MCT I'm oil and feel spooked. better, okay? Bye. You're shook. I'm shook.